want to welcome you to the Quality Christian Living Podcast. I am your host, David Friend. Today, we're going to be discussing the topic entitled, Find the Promise for Our Need. You know, many times we have a need and we don't know where to look in the Word of God or we don't know where to go for help. So today, we're going to get into a podcast that I believe will help us understand that. This podcast will reveal God's promises for our particular need. I'm going to discuss the five-step plan to find the promises of God, to understand how to receive the promises of God for your particular specific need in your life. Learn how the Holy Spirit guides us to God's promises and find how God's Word brings forth the answer to our needs. we got a lot to cover, but we serve a great big God that's going to help us with that. So let's go to the Holy Spirit now and ask for His guidance and direction. Heavenly Father, we thank you now for your touch. And we thank you for what you've done in past podcasts. And we thank you for what you're going to do today. And I pray now, Lord, that you would bless this podcast, Lord, that it would touch many hearts, that it would help people, Lord, to understand exactly how to find the answers to their needs and their specific concerns that they have in their life. I ask for the Holy Spirit to take complete control and to guide and direct everything that takes place. I'll thank you now in advance for what you're about to do. Be careful to give you the praise and glory for it now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You know, when I talk about the promise of God, we must never forget all of the promises that we already enjoy in our life each and every day. God promises His peace that surpasses all human understanding. He promises to never leave us or forsake us. When we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we receive the hidden treasures of God. These treasures tell us He will be a very present help in times of trials. God wants us to live an abundant life. Jesus said that in John chapter 10 and verse 10. He said that the devil goes around trying to kill and steal and destroy, but then Jesus said that He's come to give us life and give it to us more abundantly. That's one of the promises of God. The Bible shows us that when we face challenges, His presence is always with us. The bigger the challenge, the bigger His promise will be to us. I face some pretty big challenges in my life, and I'm sure that you have also. I've been told that I've had incurable cancer and incurable kidney disease and things that were going to take my life, but God intervened, and I'm still here to this day. So we serve a great big God. There's nothing too difficult you know, for Him. In Matthew chapter 19, and verse 26, in the New Living Translation, someone asked Jesus about salvation. What's it like to get saved? And what does it mean to receive salvation? And Jesus said, humanly speaking, it's impossible, but with God, all things are possible. So let me just stop here for a second. It's so important when we start talking about the promises of God, we've got to believe with all of our heart, all of our soul, and all of our mind that God's promises have no limits, that everything that God said He would do, He will do, and He can do it. He has the ability to do anything that we ask Him for, and that His promises are possible because Jesus said, but with God, all things are possible. Now, the only thing that robs us of receiving God's promise is really us. It's our lack of faith. It's our desire to do things on our own, and we can go on and on about that, but that's not part of this teaching. But it is important we understand that that God has a promise for us. Let's not let our doubt and our fears and our anxiety rob us of His promises. We must remove self doubt and anxiety. The promises of God will flow into our life when we remove our self-righteousness and self-centeredness. When we deny self, the fullness of God's promises will enter into our heart and our mind. Now, I realize it's hard to deny self, but when we do, the floodgates of heaven will bring forth the overflowing grace of God to all of us. Receive that grace today, right now, and 
deny self and invite the Holy Spirit into your presence. Let's do that right now. Heavenly Father, I pray for those who are listening in that they would now yield to the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit, that they would believe believe with all their heart, all their soul, and all their might, and all their mind that nothing is impossible for God. And so we ask now that the Holy Spirit would go deep into their hearts, into their thoughts, and in their minds, in their, and even their fears and their concerns or their failures of the past will just slip away and be gone, be removed. I believe now the power of the Holy Spirit is doing a great work for those who are listening in today and that this podcast to understand and find the promises of God for our particular need is going to open up a new realm of faith and trust and hope in God. So I believe now with your anointing Holy Spirit that wonderful things are starting to take place in the lives of those who are listening in today. And I believe for that now and I claim it in Jesus' name. Let me just say this. Receive the promise of love, joy, peace, and a sound mind. That is a free gift that God gives to each and every one of us. And those are all his promises. So receive that right now so we can move forth into this podcast today with an open heart, a mind that's ready to receive the promises of God and find that particular promise for our particular need. Now, the balance of this podcast will provide the scriptural references, I believe, that will help us find God's promises for our specific need. Now, as I read each scripture, I want you to claim the promise in that scripture. Let that scripture touch your heart and your mind. That's so important. You know, when we read a scripture, it's so crucial that we believe the scripture. It's one thing to read it. It's another to believe it. It's one thing to read about something. It's another thing to place it into our heart and in our mind and receive that and believe for it. So as we read these scriptures, and I'm only going to have a few because I'm only going to have, I believe, five points that I think are the, are the primary issues that we, we deal with in life. But I want you to take the scriptures that I use because I've prayed about these scriptures. I've asked the Holy Spirit to give me the scriptures that I need for this particular podcast. So as we read those, I want you to receive it and believe it with your heart and your soul. Now, whenever we need anything, we can go to God's word for the answer. And we're going to do that in just a moment. Hearing a sermon is wonderful. It's great having someone encourage us. And that's also great and can be very powerful. But reading and believing God's word is always the best way to receive God's promises because we have the word of God with us always. We can be by ourselves somewhere and we can just simply remember a verse, a promise of God. The one that I love to quote is found in Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5 and it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. That promise is in my heart. I believe it. I receive it. And I want it to do what only it can do and that is to Help me to trust God and not trust in my own thoughts and my own understanding. So whatever scripture touch your heart today, make sure that you read it and believe it and and pour it into your life. So here are five examples of what I call the more common needs that we all have. It's what we must do when we need a specific promise. These needs, they're not going to answer all the needs that people have, but I think they're the more common ones. And these are things that we must do when we need a specific promise from God. These are my suggestions, and they're not in any particular order of importance. Now, anytime we need something from God, He's faithful to hear our request. We must always have faith in God's Word and in His promises and believe that His promises will meet the needs that we have in our life. So here's my first example of the really more 
common needs that people have. First of all, when we need physical healing in our body, what do we do? When there's a physical challenge that hits us, and I've had a bunch of those, and I know many of you have. Some of you have had probably much severe challenges with, with health issues than maybe I have. But when we have that challenge of a physical need, what do we do? We must, of course, always start, I believe, with God's Word. When we want to pray for ourselves or for someone else, we must always start with claiming God's Word, believing that His Word has the answer for us. So I suggest that we find a couple of scriptures, not 50 of them, just maybe a couple, that give us greater faith. Now, one of my favorite scriptures on praying for healing and and physical need in my life is found in Luke chapter 17 and verse 19 in the New Living Translation. This is a situation where Jesus spoke to a man who had leprosy. And of course, leprosy in that day was totally incurable. There was nothing that they could do for it. Those, Those people had to be removed from society. They weren't allowed to be around people because it was very contagious. It was a horrible, hideous disease. And we don't need to talk about the disease, but we need to talk about the healer of the disease. So the words that gives me hope is when Jesus spoke to this man, because this man says, I need to be healed. I need this removed from my body. Jesus looked at this man and said, your faith has healed you. Now it's interesting. That whole story has nothing to do in reality with with me. I've never had any kind of a disease like that. But when I've had sickness in my body, especially a more recent one that I had when I had my battle with with multiple myeloma bone marrow cancer and was told I only had six months to leave, live. Now that was seven years ago. So thank the Lord for that. But when I had that challenge, I was reading scriptures one day and I came across Luke chapter 17, verse 19. And the simple words, these just these five words, your faith has healed you, has been something that I have claimed every single day since I was diagnosed with that some seven years ago. Now I'm in remission. They can't find any sign of it. They've gone through taking a million of my plasma cells to see if they can find cancer and there's absolutely no sign of any of it. When prior to that, three quarters of my plasma cells were malignant and yet I believe these words, your faith has healed you, it applies to me. So I thank God every day that Luke 17, 19 tells me that your faith, my faith, has healed me. My faith in you, not in myself. My faith in you for my healing. So if that scripture speaks to you, then write it down and claim it every day. I mean, think about this. Seven years, every single day, a day as I go by, does not go by. Not one day goes by that I don't thank God for Luke chapter 17, 19. Now forgive me for the personal reference, but I've got to give you some things that work in my life and maybe they'll apply to yours and they'll work in your life. Now there's another scripture that could apply to you that, that would be that's very, very powerful and it's one that people use constantly when you hear preachers preaching and evangelists come in or people that come in and pray for the sick. This scripture is used frequently. It's found in Isaiah in chapter 53. I'm reading now out of the New Living Translation, Isaiah chapter 53, starting at verse 5. And here's what the prophet said, but he was pierced for our rebellion. Now they're talking about Christ. They're talking about the Messiah when he comes. It says, But he was pierced for our rebellion, that means for our sins, and crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. Think of that. You see, a lot of people say the other translation in the New King James or the King James Version says that by his stripes we are healed. And you've probably heard that a lot in your life. And if you've not, what that means is when Jesus took the stripes on his body, those stripes that came on his back, 
that cut open his flesh and ripped it open, those stripes that he took are are basically the provision for our healing. And so when it says, and I'm reading New Living Translation again, in Isaiah chapter 53, this is a promise for each and every one of us. But he, that was Jesus, was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. That means to be healed. He was whipped so we could be healed. He, whole means total salvation and healing physically and spiritually. And to think that, that that happened many, many years, a few thousand years before Christ actually came onto this earth, the prophet Isaiah was speaking about what would happen and how Jesus would be treated and how the Messiah would be Messiah would be treated. And so I want you to receive that now. I want you to take that into your heart. And you may find that that particular scripture does a lot for you, that that scripture may be real substance for you, that you can claim that and say, by his stripes, I'm healed. If you have a sickness or if you're praying for someone else, you can say, by his stripes, that's the stripes that Jesus bore, you are healed. So claim that and believe that. And even the first one I gave you, your faith has healed you, claim that promise. Now, if none of these work for you, and they don't really spark something in your heart and in your mind, then go through the Word of God and find scriptures that talk about healing. There's many, many, many of them there, and I can't cover them all in this particular podcast. But if you're facing a physical healing need in your body or the body of someone else, a good friend or someone that you need or you're praying for, find the scriptures that apply to that and claim that promise for them and believe it. Don't just read, just don't say it, just don't read it. Believe it. Actually believe that by his stripes we're healed and actually believe that by your faith you've been healed. So let's just move on now to the second area that's a common area that we have to seek help for and seek for the promises of God. And that's where we need the promise of wisdom and understanding. Now we need to go to the New Testament here and go to the book of James and let's see what God's word has to say about how, where we go and how we can receive a promise for needing wisdom in our life. I'm reading out of James chapter 1 verses 5 and 6 in the New Living Translation. All right. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking, but when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is as an unsettled as is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. So what that's saying is that when you make a claim for one of God's promises, and in this particular case it's for wisdom, we've got to believe it. And we've got to believe it's because of God that we can have that wisdom. So let me go back and read verse 5 again. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, which simply means he has all the wisdom there is in the whole world. And yet, he's very generous with that. And it says, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. So when we need wisdom, say, Father, I ask in the name of Jesus for wisdom in my life. I pray that I would have the wisdom that I need to deal with all the situations in life. You know, when King Solomon um, asked for what he needed God to bless him with, he said, I need wisdom. If I have wisdom, I'll have everything. And so that's crucial in our life today. So if you have a need to have wisdom in your life, then go to the Word of God, find a scripture. If that one works for you and it really sparks something in your heart and in your mind, then claim it and believe it and walk in that promise and say, I'm expecting wisdom. I'm not going to receive it anytime. I'm going to get it for the things that I need in my life. You see, there's there's numerous scriptures, like I said, with the promise of wisdom and we should seek 
help from other people for wisdom, but greater than that, we should seek help in the Word of God for wisdom, and God will provide that. Once again, that's one of his promises. Now, another what I call more common need that people have for a promise, number three here, is when we need help in our marriage. Now, the Apostle Paul wrote an awful lot about it. Some people think that he was married. Some people think that he was not married. That's not the issue. The issue is that he was anointed by the Holy Spirit to speak into the lives of people who were married, and he wrote something incredibly powerful, and it's found in the book of 1 Corinthians, and it's in chapter number 7. Now, I was going to give you a verse or two dealing with what Paul's instruction was for marriage, but but my goodness, there's 39, there's some 40 verses in this chapter, chapter 7, and I just really can't quote one or two verses and complete what Paul's talking about. But if you are having challenges in your marriage, let me just suggest this, that you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 7 and read the whole thing. Read that entire chapter because Paul talks about how husbands should be faithful to their wives and wives to their husbands. It talks about how we need to take care of each other physically, spiritually, and even sexually. It talks about how we should be happy as married couples in the circumstances that we're in, but press on for even a greater blessing that God has for us. And on and on, it goes so much information about marriage. So I'm not going to get into it, but I wanted to give you a reference that I think is so important. See, God promises, he promises us that he would bring the promise of a great marriage. He used the apostle Paul to write this stuff. So please, when you get a chance, Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 7 and read it. It will be a great blessing to your marriage. And then in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 4, the Bible gives us another reference that Paul wrote. And it's basically just a few words. It says in in chapter 13 and verse 4 in Hebrews, give honor to marriage and remain faithful to one another in marriage. And so that's more instruction about marriage. So if, if there's anything you're dealing with in marriage, you can find help in the word of God for your marriage. So find something that speaks to you, that speaks to your heart, and then live that and claim that promise in your marriage. Let's move on now to number four in what I call the more common areas that we have needs for where we need to find the promise of God for that. When we have a need in our finances, yeah, finances has got to be in the top five as far as I'm concerned because so many people have come to me over the years. You see, as a banker for 16 years and a real estate developer for nearly 20 years and then a pastor now for over 20 years, in all these areas, I've seen one thing consistent in all the people I talk to, whether it be single people or married people or people that are younger or older or middle-aged, one time or another, the subject of finances will come up. So because of that, I've written about finances. Matter of fact, if you're interested, you can go to my webpage and I'll give that to you at the end of this podcast. And there are lists of podcasts that I've done on finances. I've done podcasts dealing with getting out of debt, how to deal with generosity and what it does for us, and talk about how to handle finances properly and how to gain wealth and how to be blessed by God in the area of our finances. I have a whole series of podcasts dealing with how to, if you have your own business, how to be blessed in that business. Another series of podcasts dealing with how to handle prosperity and that prosperity is wonderful, but spiritual prosperity must be there before financial prosperity comes. Otherwise, it'll be out of control. And so there's a lot of topics I've covered. Just to give you one scripture in this particular podcast on finances, one of my favorite is found in Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 25, and that's in the New Living Translation. And it says here, it's very 
short and sweet, but it's a very powerful one. It says, a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. What that's saying is a person who has money, regardless of how much money you have, because generosity has nothing to do with the amount of money that you have. It has to do with the condition of your heart and your desire towards helping others and having your needs met. I can find a very generous person that doesn't have a lot of money, but they're extremely generous with what they have. And then I can find a person who's very wealthy and not generous. And they give some money to the church and they want everybody in the world to know about it. They want the newspapers to know about it. They want the television stations to know what they've done. That is not generosity. So when in the book of Proverbs, when it was written, it says a generous person will prosper. That applies to all areas of all realm of financial success, whether it be a large amount or a small amount or a medium amount of financial success. It says, but if you're a generous person, you'll prosper. And then that means whoever refreshes others will also be refreshed. So instead of using the word refresh, you could say give or helps or encourages or blesses financially. All that applies. So if we do that for someone else, then that will come back to us. Whatever we give will come back to us, pressed down, shaken together and running over. I believe that. If we give away kindness, we'll get kindness back. If we give away financial blessing to people, we'll be blessed in some other way. It'll come back to us. It might be financial and it may be a physical need. It may be a spiritual need that we have, but those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. So that's important that we understand that. And with that, we're going to move on to my fifth example of one of the more common needs that we might have, you know, as believers. And that would be, how do we find the promise of faith, especially when we need it? And of course, we need it every day. We all know that when a problem comes and that we face a trial, it can be very difficult to have faith. It can be difficult to have the faith when we need to have it. Some people say, well, faith is great, but I don't seem to have it when I need it. Well, the way I've handled all these other items or topics dealing with the more common issues that we need to find the promises of God for, I would refer you back to the scriptures again. If we have these questions about faith and we wonder why we don't have it when we need it or we don't understand how to find the promise of faith, we need to go to the Word of God. In Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, it says, So then by faith it comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So faith comes when we read the Word of God, when we get the Word of God in our heart, in our soul, in our mind. You know, some people say they don't have faith, yet they go to the Word of God and read about how to have faith. Do you realize that when you go to the Word of God to find out how to have faith, you already have faith because you're going to the Word of God, which is really a step of faith. A lot of people say, well, that doesn't count. Well, it does count. When you say you lack faith and yet you pick up the Word of God and you read it or you go to someone else and ask them to pray for you, you have faith. And so be sure and exercise that faith and believe that that faith will be expanded in your life. Let me give you a couple more scriptures on the promises of faith. I'm going to use Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, 1 and 2. They're, they're one of the more basic ones on faith. Matter of fact, this entire chapter is dedicated as examples of faith. So in Hebrews chapter 11, in verse 1, it says this, faith is the confidence, which means that's trust, that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. That's faith. Just simply reading that is faith just to, to understand and see how it can apply in your life. Two, verse two, through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. You know, that speaks on its own. Just simply the fact that you saw people of faith. You ever run into somebody that seems they just have an incredible amount of faith? Well, when you get around people like that, you might want to stay around people like that and get to know them better and kind of understand why they have faith. And sometimes you just simply watch their actions and how they deal with situations and how they answer questions with people or how they handle 
handle situations that pop up in their own life. And we can grow from that by being around people of faith. In verse number three, it says, by faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. So that's basically making the statement that we're things that were not are now happening. So I believe in a step of faith by claiming the promises for things that are not as though that they are. And that's a wonderful teaching in the Word of God, and it's something that I've even written a book on and done a lot of comments in prior com- uh, podcasts dealing with calling forth those things that are not as though that they are. That's faith, and that's the type of faith that we need to have. In verse number, let's see, verse number six in Hebrews chapter 11, one more verse I want to give you is kind of kind of have to wrap up this podcast. In Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6, it says this, And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Now, think about that one. First of all, it says here in chapter 11, verse 1, that faith is is confidence or trust in God. That's what it really is. And then the writer here says in verse 6, And it is impossible to please God without faith. So therefore, if we want to please God and make God happy with us, oh, he loves us and he'll always love us. But if we want to make him happy and bless him, then we need to operate in faith because he says it's impossible to please him without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him, listen to that, must believe that God exists. All right, you got that down. You believe that he exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. You've got to believe that too. We have all got to believe that when we seek God, he wants to bless us. He wants to reward us. He wants to have a blessing for us and he wants to pour out a blessing more than we can even handle. So I'm going to end here because I could preach a whole podcast just on faith, and I've done many, many in my podcast. If you go back and listen to them, I'll show you how to get to those at the end of this particular podcast. You'll see a lot of teaching on faith. I did an entire series entitled Faith for Miracles. I believe that could be a wonderful blessing for some of those out there who are needing a miracle. So I'm going to close out this particular podcast with just a quick, quick reminder of what these five more common areas of needs might be. One was a need for physical healing in our body or or someone else's body, we can go to the Word of God and find that. I've given you examples of that. Secondly, I talked about the promise that we need might be for wisdom and understanding. That's found in the book of James, chapter 1, verses 5 and 6. The next one was help in our marriage, and we need God's promises for help in our marriage. Go back and read 1 Corinthians chapter 7, the entire chapter, and you'll find great wealth of knowledge there and wisdom to help you with your marriage. Number four was we need to have the promises of God for our finances. And once again, there's so much in God's Word for that, and, and you'll find more references to that in the Word of God than than many other topics. But did you know that that God spoke more about finances than, than he did even love? People say, well, that can't be true. Well, it is true. There's there's one-sixth of the entire Word of God has to deal with, has something to do with the proper or improper handling of money or finances or debt, those types of things. And so he wanted us to understand because he knows how destructive finances can be in people's lives. And finally, the topic I discussed, number five, was how do we find the promise of faith when we need it? And I spent a little more time on that particular one. So I hope that these have been a blessing to you. I'm going to close with this thought. In Luke chapter 12 and verse 12, for the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what needs to be said. So if you need God's promises, ask the Holy Spirit and he will teach you and teach us what needs to be said in a particular situation. So pray and ask for God's direction. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you and I love you and I need you to bless me and I ask the Holy Spirit to come in now and touch my life and touch my heart and help me with the needs that I have and help me find your promises in your word and help me when I find those promises that I'll believe that the answer is there and I'll believe that God is a very present help in times of trouble that I'll believe that the answer to all my 
my needs are there, that when I come up with these these needs for healing and wisdom and marriage and finances and faith and many, many, many other things, that I'll believe with faith that these answers are there and God's provided them for me and I receive it in Jesus' name. I sure hope this has been a blessing. I'm really out of time on this podcast, but I just want to close with a couple comments. I hope this has been a blessing to you. And I want to encourage you to come back because the next podcast topic is obviously going to be on promises of God. And I'm going to do a podcast that that's what the Holy Spirit wants me to do entitled The Promise of the Holy Spirit. So I think it's important to get into that as I've talked so much about the Holy Spirit in some of these. Let's get into that promise right now. I'd like to tell you that if you'd like to know more about quality Christian living, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you get there on the very front page, when you pull that up, there's a there's a link there to all the podcasts that I've done. This is podcast number 200, I think 32. And so there's a huge number of podcasts there dealing with all the various topics I've mentioned in this particular podcast. And I hope that they'll be a blessing to you and they'll, you'll find something there that'll be of interest to you. If you want to continue listening to this series of podcasts on the promises of God, we'll be doing it for, it looks like a few number of weeks yet because I have so many topics I'd like to cover, but I'm asking the Holy Spirit to guide me in the direction that I should go. In addition to that, I'd like to encourage you to scroll down on my webpage to the next page there and you'll notice a list of books that I've written. I referred to them earlier in this podcast. I've done a book there on generosity, what's in it for me. Another book there on experience the joy of debt-free living. Another one dealing with faith and that has to do with a book dealing with calling forth those things that are not as though they are and believing for that. And I've done some other books there dealing with veterans that need help. So with that, there's some interest there I think will be a blessing to you. If you'd like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do that by going to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. Well, I'm going to need to close out this podcast right now, and I'm going to ask that you be blessed. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the God bless you in every way possible. May, may you prosper in all things and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. So with that, until next time, I pray that God will richly bless you and you'll receive the promises that you need from the Lord and he'll fulfill those promises according to his word. I believe that and I trust him for it. And I thank you once again for listening in. Thank you for listening in to Quality Christian Living podcast number 232. I am your host, David Friend.